If you would please tonight, turn your Bibles to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. I'll begin to read verse 35. Just like to read a little bit. Beginning in verse 35. Again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? He says to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak uh, and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first finds his own brother, Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which has been interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael, coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered, said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he says unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll bless the reading and studying of thy word to each of us tonight. Father, you bless me with this today already, but I desire another blessing from it for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love to read these verses. Verse 35 says, Again the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples. Now in this verse, John has two disciples following him. I want you to note that, please. These two disciples of John are following John. But verse 36 says, And looking upon Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Now here John the Baptist formally presents Jesus as Lamb of God and Son of God. Then in verse 37, And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Do you know whatever child of God that's a soul winner ought to be the desire of that person? When you lead somebody to Christ, quit looking at me, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen? When you get saved, 
I, I think about Brother Nams that led me to Christ, my former pastor, years ago. I thank God for him. I really do. I think for him. I think about it every time, every once in a while, I think about sitting down on the front row, him taking the Bible and leading me to saving faith in Christ. And I wanted to lift him up and I wanted to be like him. I wanted to talk like him. I wanted to preach like him. I wanted to be everything I could be. And one day he called me aside and he said, Now, Brother Strong, I want you to do something for me. He said, Get your eyes off of me and keep them on Jesus because I'll let you down sooner or later. And I never will forget that. <clears throat> and what this is about here is, it's good to be a soul winner. And we ought to all win people to Christ. But after you win people to Christ, we ought to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on the Lord and follow Him. And every born again child of God, obligation is to tell people of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And that's what John was doing for these two disciples of his that followed Him. But... Then he said, Look on, behold, the Lamb of God. Now the Lamb speaks of sacrifice and offering. The sacrifice speaks of dying. The Lamb of God speaks of death, burial, and resurrection because He is God's sacrifice. But when we tell people of Christ, God's Christ, then our uh, disciples, our followers, are no longer to look to us but they are to look to Jesus and follow Him, and not man. Look at verse 40 with me, please. Verse 40 said, One of the two which heard John speak followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And you'll find him when you lead people to Christ, uh, you don't know who you're leading to Christ sometime. I never will forget uh, Dr. Uh, anyhow, the one that had Tennessee Temple School. I can't even think of his name right now, but... He told this story to our Sunday school teachers one time. He come and spoke to them. He said, my Sunday school teacher, I think about this, but I was in her class. She would always end her class teaching us little boys, if any of y'all need to be saved today, raise your hand. And he said, I sat in her class for a long time. I didn't raise my hand, but one Sunday I raised my hand and she led me to saving faith in Christ. And you think about this, all the people that I preached to, he said, that lady that taught me in Sunday school, she's going to get credit for them too because she led me to Christ. So you never know uh, who's going to get saved, but you ought to turn them away from you and turn them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse 29. Verse 29, please, of 1 John. and uh, I, I mean John. In verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me, Cometh the man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Now if you read all the way down to verse thirty-nine, uh, verse 33, I mean, uh, here tells us about the sign. What is the sign of Jesus coming? The Holy Spirit comes in and abides in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 34 says, John introduced his uh, listeners to the Son of God. Then verse 34. Now notice, for and I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. The Jews were looking for a Messiah. I, I, I guess I told something about this in one of my messages here two or three days ago, but I was really 
uh, uplifted the other day when one of our congressmen, which is a Jew, he said, uh, everything is getting right for the Messiah to come. And they're still looking for their Messiah. Well, Jesus is the Messiah, all right, but He's more than that. And I want to show you something now. They were looking for the Messiah. But they thought that a human person might be the Messiah. And the Messiah was literally what is called the Anointed One. In the Old Testament, (coughs) prophets, priests, and kings were anointed with oil. But Jesus, the Son of God, was anointed with the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Jesus is God with us. That's what Jesus means. The Jews were looking for a messenger, another Moses or Elijah, one who would come in uh, the tradition of David or Daniel, one who would uh, come after these men, the prophet, to end all prophets. Jesus was not just one who came after these men. Jesus was before these men. In John 1 and verse 14, Jesus was evermore. He was beginning before the world ever formed. The Jews wanted a monarch. They wanted a militant leader. One who would break the power of Rome and build an empire, a rule from Jerusalem. Jesus was not just a ruler. He was the Redeemer. Jesus had not come just to set people free from servitude, but Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 said Jesus came to set men free from their sins. The fruitfulness of any child of God is found in verse 37. And the two disciples heard them speak, and they followed Jesus. Notice, that should be our primary objective. When people hear us, they follow Jesus. I I was listening to a fellow on the radio coming back from the lake the other day, and uh, he used to come here to church. God called him to preach. And uh, uh, now he's preaching. He's got a church down in uh, Key West. And he's got mission fields to the islands down there. And he's going and flying down there and and preaching to those people. And I thought about it uh, many a time. I had several young people that used to come here to this church. God called them to preach and sent them out. And they're preaching all across the country, all over the world, literally. And I think about it. I'm so glad that I don't want people to follow me after they're saved. I want them to go after Jesus and follow Him and lead people to save in faith in Christ Jesus. Now notice something very important here. Beginning in verse 45. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith in him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now, Nathanael's Conversion is taught, verse 45 through verse 51. The picture of Nathanael on the fig tree was a symbol of the nation Israel. Now, the fig tree was one of the three trees used in Scripture to symbolize the nation Israel. It depicts the nation in its unbelief, fruitless, under the law, and therefore subject to God's displeasure and discipline. Nathanael represents a godly remnant in the nation Israel who would come into the blessings of the new covenant of grace by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I, I, the reason I love preaching, I can preach to anybody. I mean, Jew, Gentile, 
uh, holiness, Catholic, I don't care who they are. And that's what this is representing here. Uh, what Nathaniel represents is he was part of the remnant, but Jesus came into the world to save everybody. Amen? Verse 51. Verse 51. And he said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. You ought to study Genesis 29, verse 12 and 13, Jacob's ladder. I think about this a great deal. Did you know we try to, to explain heaven? And you got to remember something. The earth is for the Jews. God said our heaven is a four-squared city, 1,500 miles a cube on every direction. It has floors in it, has palaces in it for his children. And if you go study Jacob's ladder, uh, Jacob had a dream, and he saw being ascending and descending off that ladder in the presence of God. And I believe one of these days, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. And I'm looking forward to that great day. Now, watch this. Son of man, it is called here, is the Lord's human and millennial title. Verily, verily, said Jesus, or amen, amen, or truly, truly. In other words, anything that Jesus said, we ought to say amen to it. The word amen is a Hebrew word with roots in the ordinary Hebrew for belief, faithfulness, and truth. Jesus often used the word verily in Matthew. A single verily is used 30 times. In Mark, it's used 14 times. In Luke, it's used seven times. John uses a double verily 25 times. A double verily is used to emphasize the Lord's divine authority, to mark the importance of what he was about to say, and to affirm the certainty of the truth he declared. John records the word Amen in the Revelation as a name of Christ. In Revelation 1 and verse 18, Revelation 3 and verse 14. The word Amen is also the last word in the Bible, Revelation 22, 21. The last thing God has to say to us is to leave us pondering a word that is a name for His beloved Son. Listen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now think about that for just a minute. Grace and due, grace and truth did indeed come by Jesus Christ. And after offering that, Jesus has no more to say. Jesus is all and in all. Now, here's what I'm trying to say tonight. Listen. After God has revealed to us sinners that He is God in Christ Jesus, after He has revealed that He is the sacrifice for our sins, after that is revealed, He's the only Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. After that is revealed to us, He's the Savior both of Jew and Gentiles or anybody. After that He is the one coming back to, for us believers to take us to His heaven to be with Him forevermore, what else is to be saved except? Amen. Amen. Even so, let it be, Lord. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Whatever Jesus says, let it be so. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? God's good. Father, go with us on our way home. Watch over.